for those kind of pants. For what kind of pants? <laughs> what kind you bought today? What kind did I buy today versus some other day? Like, aren't your jeans different size? Aren't your lucky jeans? Oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't put your hand on your forehead. What did we watch? Uh, Big Hero 6. We did? Yeah, and guess what? I'm not laying down. You're I'm not, sitting yeah, up, that's, upright. It's kind of freaking me out, honestly. But why? I don't know. It seems weird. We slept like 90% of, or 50% of today. Yeah. Got it. Okay. All it's right. Like what? I'm hungry now. You are hungry? A little bit. Such a weirdo. So Big Hero 6. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to say some general things about it or just go right in? I think I tried to watch this movie once before. You did? I can understand why I didn't watch it again. You do? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. I had sprinklings of love intermingled with a lot of anger. Did you? Sprinklings of love. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I want to take a poll. Do you feel like you are talking at the microphone? I do. Look, I'm looking the right direction, even. You even, when you did that, you pointed and you went way past the microphone. So what are you talking about? That's ridiculous. I'm going straight towards it. You did this again. The microphone is here. So I have to like turn my head like this. Are you like... I'm trying to I'm trying see, to mirror oh, you. That's pointing toward it. You see that? Yeah. You see that? I Notice like that? You got that? completely unnatural. Ow! Puppy! <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. Oh, Jesus. You've got claws and things. Oh, there goes her secret identity again. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Stop it. God, puppy. As I was saying, I feel like I want to take a poll. Yeah, what kind of poll? And see if any of my kids have even seen this movie. Oh, yeah. I'd be interested in that, actually, too. Speaking of which, that was the weirdest first weeks back I have ever had. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, continue. (laughs) Um, because there are certain like Disney movies and Pixar movies that seem like they get lost on kids, you know, that they don't, they don't even register to them. So uh, it does seem like this would be one of them. I know that when we went to Disney World, wanted to get his picture with the Betamax or Baymax. Yeah. I feel like he did either that or they, my sister just forced it on him. Uh, did you just say his name? Did I, I meant to say my nephew and I, did I say it? Cutting it out. Ah! Cutting it out. Uh, Are you really going to? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, so how does this movie start? It starts with the kid pool sharking the robot. Fights. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he goes in and they're having these underground robot fighting and the guy's sawing people in half and it's rock'em sock'em robots and so he's like the, the ultimate it, champion winner. Yeah, and then the kid steps up and he's like, oh, I'd like to play. Yeah, and then he's annihilated. It's a little bot is like sawn up, sawn, sewn, sawn, sawed, cut apart uh-huh. within 30 seconds. And the kid's like, oh, it was just my first time ever. And can I play again? They're like, no kid. He's like, but I got more money. And he gives more money. And then he annihilates the other guy with his little take itself apart robot. Yes, it's modular. So uh, when it get, tries to sod apart, then it just falls apart and then comes back together magnetically. And then he was like, and this annoyed the hell out of me because I was initially when he lost, I was like, okay, this will be his arc is that he's, he lost and he goes back and he tries to figure this stuff out, make a better robot and, and all that stuff. And then he'll get a full arc by the end where he's like saving the world with his skills. Uh, but no, he's already a freaking robotics genius. 
And he dominates this guy who has a whole bunch of experience roboting. That's just it. He's already there. From the beginning of the movie, he's already a robotics genius. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing else for him to learn or anything else. Mm -mm. That annoys the hell out of me. Uh, I, oh, I, I don't like it. It's, it's so generic and stupid and pointless. They don't take any time or anything like that in trying to develop this character or establish his growth as a robotics person or anything like that. It's you just mean, already like the there. the peanut butter and jelly kid? Yeah, it's a lot like the peanut butter and jelly kid. No, he was terrible at it at the beginning. Yeah, he was terrible at peanut butter and jelly machines, but made a machine that reads freaking minds. That was so stupid, I hated that movie. <laughs> but the point is, so he goes back to his house, and we find out he's just got an aunt or something, right? Mm -hmm. His parents are gone. His brother rescues him. Oh, yeah, his brother comes... Oh, that was stupid, too. And they go to oh, jail. Oh, yeah, they get arrested, but there's no actual cost. They go to jail, you never hear about it again. They come and get bailed out or whatever, you never hear about it again, because you can't bet on robot fights. Correct. <laughs> Except for you, you weren't paying attention. No, I wasn't. That all, and they're like, why would robot fights be illegal? Almost literally right after he just said, robot fighting isn't illegal, but betting on robot fighting is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You had one of those, too, later in the movie, so don't even... What? Later in the movie, you said something, why would they do this? And I was like, this. And you were like, oh. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that happened. No, it absolutely did happen. So, but then they go home and the his older brother is like, oh, I want to take you to my lab or something. What? No, that's not what happened. Okay, what happens? He tricked him and said he was going to take him to the robot fight across town. And instead, he went to his lab. Oh, okay, whatever. Uh, but so far, the, the personality of the stupid kid who I hate is just that he is an incredible, inexplicable genius at robot making. So he doesn't think he needs to go to school. Right. And uh, why would I have them teach me everything that I already know at 14 years old that we later find out? And he, for some reason, is betting on illegal robot fights instead of just, you know, using his robotics in some way to make money legally. I mean, that kind of makes sense. A 14-year-old's brain is not fully developed, and so they're going to want to go be the underground, bad, naughty, this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing, earning money, rather than using it like you're supposed to. Oh, really? Does this make sense? That part of it, at least. I don't see many 14-year-olds being like, I got these awesome skills. Let me go to college and show them. Oh, really? Oh, really? Ugh, Especially with him. Whatever. He's just, he's annoying. But So his older brother takes him to the lab, and, the, and at the lab, the brother shows him Weibo, or whatever the robot's name is. Right? Danax. Uh, but he also meets the guy who's like the lead, like Graham or whatever his name is, <laughs> is the lead person of the whole lab. He's oh, the yeah. professor. Yeah, yeah the he's the professor. professor. Meets him, meets all of his brother's team, uh, all the four members, completely nondescript, stupid, pointless members of his team. And then he shows him the, the Baymax thing. And each member of the team has some special project they've been working on, like the laser lines and the magnetic wheels and why are you rolling your eyes because it's big eye roll because they have special things that's going to be their superhero things later i just i hate everything that has to do with this stupid team it's it's really annoying the only thing that's good about like there are some legitimately funny things that come out of the team and come out of other things in the movie like the the robot guy yeah. like there are some legit funny things and those are my peppered love things about the movie yeah but other than that it's just like oh, well, I'll I'll explain it but so he meets the team and this is fine at this point uh, you know he meets the team and and they have little bits of personality that don't really do anything or resonate they're just trying to make them distinct by having them oh this is the severe one you know this <laughs> this 
this is the uh the jokey one and the goofy guy who's like stoner or whatever so they try to have little bits of personality but it doesn't really like they're not very distinct and then they go back and he meets the robot right Mm -hmm. what else i'm still trying to figure out who the severe one would be it's the one who looks gothic the girl yeah wow all right (laughs) and so then i kind of checked out a little bit we started talking about something else for a second and then he's like i want to go to this college and so there's some like science fair thing that he has to well but so the robot is a he's a medical robot yeah and i really like the design of the robot that's the best thing i think uh, one of the best things about the movie is just the robot's design is so unique yeah because he's big spongy <laughs> you know thing and he, he he calls attention to that later in the movie when the kids put an armor on him he's like i don't understand how this enhances my approachable like what my metal something yeah, like how, yeah. how it helps me help people medically but i like the design of the world i like the eyes and and you know the very simple face and and um like i said the big bulbous structure of the robot uh, i think is is great but during this thing so the little kid uh not only does he know everything about how the robot's made you know he keeps talking about oh you did this with, to his brother he says oh you put this and it has you know the flux capacitor or whatever inside it and he looks at the eyes and he's like oh it has these kinds of cameras and then right after that he says uh what kind of battery did you use and the brother's like lithium ion he's like you should have used these kinds of batteries because they last longer he's like so he knows more about what he should have done with the thing that this guy's been working on you know for his whole graduate career or whatever he knows more about it just instantly and he knows all the other stuff too it's like come on god just have a real character this is so stupid so anyway you don't remember any of that i can tell by your face i remember the battery part but nothing before before that what did i do i don't know i don't know what you're freaking doing but so then he goes they have like a there's a science fair to get into the college or something yeah (laughs) so he's going to do that but first uh let's let's be clear here because there's a montage that shows he's working really hard for like two weeks to revolutionize the entire robotics industry (laughs) so it's really important to establish that because he's trying to build his science project but he doesn't have a project he doesn't know what to do at first, yeah. Yeah, and then his brother takes him and literally shakes him to try to get ideas flowing, and that's when he sees his robot. Right. And he gets an idea from the robot. And like I said, it has a montage where he's in the garage, and it goes over like 12 days, and then he's got his, his project done, and it's over. What are they called? Microbots? Yeah, something like that. But so they go to the thing, and oh my god, I just there's so much of this that annoys the hell out of me. Because he gets up on stage and he's like, oh my god, I'm nervous. I'm nervous and stuff. And then he starts his his deal and he built a ton of freaking micro robots that all stick to each other. And he can control them with his mind. That's what he built in two weeks (laughs) for this project. What on earth? Like he's 14. And he's more of a robotics genius than both the freaking professor and the other kid. Seems legit. That doesn't make any god... So so he does that and demonstrates it and then uh, the one guy comes up uh, who's like the the villain guy and he comes over he's like oh yeah you have some nice robots there and I want to pay you money for them. He's like they're not for sale and that's why you have to go do you know illegal betting on robot fights because you could just sell a stake in this and never have to work again for the rest of your life but you know whatever. Uh, and then the other guy the professor's like no he's he's terrible and he just wants it for profit or something. You reverse that, but basically it's the same outcome. 
Reverse what? I don't reverse anything. The professor comes and says, don't do it. He's evolved in it for himself, and that's when he says it's not for sale. He was going to sell it to that guy. He gave him No, he wasn't. You completely missed it. He said, no, you're such a liar. He said it's not for sale after the professor guy started talking. Are you sure about that? I'm as sure as I can be. Because you haven't been paying attention to much of this, and later you're going to have even less of an idea of what happened. True. But right now, I had an idea of what happened. <laughs> All right, well, it was, doesn't make any seemed, difference. He seemed interested in what the bad guy was saying until the professor was like, don't do it. No, I think he seemed interested until because of the reputation of the guy. But until he started talking about money and how I want to buy it, I don't think he had an interest. Anyway, whatever. But the professor, fine, he comes over and says that, and he says, no, I'm not selling it. And then what happens after that? And then he tries to walk away, and the older brother's like, excuse me, and because he had tried to take one of the microbots with him. Oh, okay, he's yeah. like, that belongs to my brother, and then he got the little microbot back. It was a 14-year-old's two-week invention, and everybody's like, oh, my God, I need that. It's so amazing and incredible. It's- it was amazing and incredible. <sighs> I'd like to have some things like that. Yeah, microbots that stick together and control with... Your mind. Mm-hmm. So, oh my god. Uh, so then they go out, the brother and the little brother, they go out and they're like talking. And then when they turn around, the whole building's on fire. <laughs> I don't know how they missed all that. I also don't know why the other, like everybody didn't just get out fine. Uh, like it would have been a slow roll kind of thing since everybody was in a, a giant what, auditorium type place. But anyway, so they go back and somebody says, oh, the professor's still in there. And the older brother's like, oh, I have to go save him. And kind of, you know what? This is on the older brother because he decides to go running into a burning building. Is he a freaking firefighter? No, he's not a firefighter. So he goes running into the building and then boom, Michael Bay moment when the little kid's trying to run in after him and it blows up and he gets thrown back um, because like in It's Always Sunny, the explosion blows you to safety. Uh... (laughs) I am trying to figure out, do we ever know if the professor was even saved? Oh my god, are you serious? Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Okay, we'll we'll get there, alright? So anyway, but he gets blown to safety like Charlie, and mm-hmm. then after that he's super sad because his brother was killed in an explosion that he ran into. <laughs> and then, oh, he runs, he finds the freaking robot. You remember this part? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, go on. Um... Nothing. No, he finds the robot. <laughs> nothing. Nothing happens after that. That was the end of the movie. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant to, like, thought you thought I was trying to say something. No, I just meant go on with the story. <laughs> yeah, so he finds the robot, and the robot's like, because he stubs his toe or something in the room, and the robot's like, hero, I'm here to help you. And he's like, no, daddy, don't hurt. And then all these, he gets hurt a bunch of other times, and the robot's like, no, you're you're can i help you can i help you can i help you and then he picks him up he's like oh you don't have any injuries but i noticed that your hormone levels are high and you're gonna be in puberty (laughs) right which is pretty funny (laughs) like this whole thing was pretty funny but and it was kind of clever that he just stubbed his toe and that's how uh, the robot pops back in so i like that and then he finds one of his microbots under the thing trying to freak out to go to somewhere and he puts it in a petri dish and baymax is like oh will it make you happy if i find out what it's trying to do and the kid's like yeah do it so then baymax leaves with it right go and trying to find because the the microbots i mean we don't i mean you can guess now that it's trying to get with the other microbots he says that explicitly oh he does oh, okay all right i thought it was more um you know subtle than that but no yeah, so it's uh, it's trying to get with those, so they just kind of follow it to wherever it leads and find the warehouse, right? Well, it's like some comedic thing where he's trying to catch up with Baymax because Baymax is just following it blindly and stopping traffic. And right, right. So he, he gets there and 
And he's like, Baymax, it's broken. Oh, wait, no, it's not. There's, It's really attracted to this building. So then they, Baymax is like, there's a window. So they go crawl in it. And then Baymax doesn't fit because he's too fat and he has to ex- exhale. And <laughs> Okay, well, you don't have to go through literally everything. But they get inside the warehouse. But, and then... But I, I think that that's something to talk about because- what? It was prolonged and extended so that little boys would laugh at the farting noise forever. Yeah. And then he pulls him inside. And I was bothered, too, because, like, when he inflates himself at the very beginning, like, when he stubs his toe, doesn't make a sound. Just inflates. Yeah. But here, it's, like, there's a vac or a fan or something that's reinflating him that makes a sound because they're supposed to be being quiet now. Right, right. Because they're trying to infiltrate this place. I mean, I tried to justify it in my head that when he inflates the first time he saw it's his little box thing and that inflates him and so here he's having to do it manually, but I don't know. But yeah, and some of the jokes, they were like elongated and not very funny and those got kind of annoying and some jokes didn't work at all. They're just like, eh. So they're in the warehouse and then in the warehouse, he finds a bunch of other micro things but he holds on to his one micro deal and he finds a bunch of other ones and a guy in a mask right attacks them yeah and so there was a jump flee. scare moment when Bay- baymax showed up which that was funny did you uh i did like when they're trying to escape and baymax is so useless and he yeah. just keeps falling <laughs> over so he's like kick the door <laughs> <laughs> punch the door yeah. I didn't find that amusing. Yeah, so this was good this was good stuff. A good moment. Oh, she sunk. She <laughs> sunk down. Uh so I liked that and but they escape. So oh yeah, so they get back to the house and then he's like, Oh, this is probably somebody who knows something about the fire or something, right? Yeah, I mean you have the whole thing where he goes to try to tell the police and the police think he's crazy and Baymax runs out of batteries and you have to get Baymax back home without any batteries. Right. Decent plot structure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because it keeps it moving along and it takes care of a, a plot hole that would be there if he didn't try to contact the police yeah uh, so decent structure there yeah yeah so yeah so it gets him home and somehow he's like oh this guy has to be the one that started the fire i thought my things were gone but he was stealing it and to hide up to cover it up right so and then so they're gonna follow it again it just happens he he still has the thing so he wants to follow it again it's back to the warehouse and and try to figure out and this is after he upgrades yeah right yeah and then while they're there baymax is like something about grieving blah 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 need friends called them and the four friends show up there Right, okay. But also, is this, around this time, he says he has a broken heart, and then... He have, has a heart attack. Right. He gave me a heart attack. I think that was in the, that was the part where the jump scare one. That's oh, why I liked that it. That that's what okay. made me laugh there, yeah. No, that's what annoyed me, is because it doesn't make <laughs> sense that a medical freaking robot, if if the medical robot has medical training on 10,000 right. procedures... He wouldn't know. They're going to know <laughs> that he's he not actually attack. having a heart attack. It's like, oh, no, he's talking to me normally. He doesn't have a... Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's fine. It was... That's right. It was annoying, because... And you were like, I'll save it for the tape. <laughs> or whatever, the recording. Yeah. And I was like, I know what he's going to say. Oh, really? So maybe I was, maybe I didn't think the moment was funny. I thought the fact that <laughs> I knew exactly what you were going to say was funny. Oh, really? I didn't, I mean, you didn't say it. Uh, you just raised your eyebrows a whole bunch of times right then. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then he goes back and um, he's got the thing and it takes him to like the edge where the water is. Where the water? What? Yeah, he's about to step off into the water and Baymax grabs him and he's like, uh, you shouldn't swim less than an hour after eating, oh, which yeah? I kind of liked. <laughs> but then he lets go of the thing or the thing escapes just at this moment and goes off into the ether. And that's when the guy in the mask is coming out of the water on all the micro robots. What? What happened to the whole chase scene? What do you mean the whole chase? It's after that. 
Because oh. that's how he runs into the guy in the mask. And then the chase scene happens. I thought that they were at the warehouse and Baymax was there. and The warehouse they, was empty. So, But then, then the, the, the four friends are like, we're getting you out of here. And they put him in the car and then Baymax gets thrown. The the guys, the kid's like, Baymax can handle him. And he oh gets thrown God. and stuck in the so top of the car. You so terrible at paying attention to things. No, it was after because the car pulls by and you don't know who's in the car. After the kid and Baymax go down toward the dock. So the car pulls by. And you're like, oh, what's that car about? And they go down to the dock. That's where they see the mask guy. And then they pick him up. And then Baymax goes and tries to fight and gets thrown into the car. And that's when they're running. Gotcha. So. I don't. I must have been left the room or something for that part. Yeah, that's probably what happened. BT dubs. I really like the villain, the look of the villain in this. I think, you know, just simple mask and the way that all the micro robots move and Mm -hmm. how they use them. Think fantastic. I I really liked the villain throughout the whole thing. I really liked watching him. But so then they, like you said, they have a big chase scene. And I did laugh multiple times in the chase scene. Did you? Mm -hmm. Because the guy. Because he was following traffic laws. I was like, (laughs) yes. Because. Every other movie in the chase scenes, people don't care what the laws are at all. They just blowing through lights and going the wrong way in traffic. And he was like, it's a red light. And then he's like, why is your blinker on? It's the law. So I appreciated that a lot. Yeah, that was pretty funny. And it's uh, further comedic because um, it's in the middle of the night. So there's no traffic or anything. So it doesn't even make sense to follow the traffic (laughs) laws. Yeah, But so they're getting chased. And then how do they get away? They get away at some point. Oh, they go, they drive off into the water. Right. And um, then Baymax floats him up. And right. then, then they take him back. And back at the house, he's like, oh, I've got to make you all superheroes now. They're not at his house. Oh, God. I think I cut this part out. <laughs> so they're best friends. And they don't know that the stoner guy has a super rich house. Really? Like, they never, ever figured that out or found that out or went over or anything like that. Never found it out that he he's super rich and has an amazing house. That was stupid. Because I at first I thought, okay, maybe they're just, like, work friends. They don't really know each other. But then they later said, no, uh, Takashi or, or the older brother, they are like, he was our best friend. So, no, they were best friends. He, he was their best friend. That doesn't mean that they were all best friends with the stoner. <laughs> just individually, they were best friends with Takashi. So, he knew. Mm-hmm. But the other ones didn't. Ugh. I didn't think that was that far fetched. I thought it was a stupid thing to do, but I didn't think it would be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that they didn't know. Oh, uh, it is, and it was stupid. It's ridiculous. Nah. Yeah, it is. Anyway, it was stupid. Yeah, it was pointless. It was yeah. freaking dumb, but then the, the kid's like, oh, well, I gotta make us all into superheroes so we can... She has to upgrade them all. Yeah, and upgrade like, them all. And That's weird. And this is... <sighs> Because, okay, uh, you do think it's far-fetched that a whole bunch of random robotics people are just going to suddenly be have the dexterity and, <laughs> and reflexes and all that stuff to be superheroes, right? Right. Okay. Also, they all look stupid. Like, I don't like any of their outfits. I don't like how their team looks. You know, you think about, like, the Incredibles and how they look good as a as a team together and, and how they balance each other out and all that kind of stuff. Even their powers, how they uh, complement each other. But these guys, it's just, it's stupid and pointless and out of nowhere. And they're just useless. It's like, what was the point of having any of them? And the stupid kid doesn't have any of his own powers that he gave himself. He just rides on freaking Baymax the whole time. Correct. <laughs> That's... 
<laughs> by the time we get to the end, you'll yeah. So he makes them their all their superpowers, and then they have another montage because they had the Baymax montage already. They had the montage of the kid in the in the garage, and now they have this montage of these people learning how to be superheroes. Right. And it's just like, all oh, right, yeah, this is obligatory because it doesn't make any freaking sense that they would know how to do any of this. And so suddenly they're incredible at it, except like a bird startles them, and they all miss the bird. <laughs> And so it's like, okay, they're not so incredible at it, but whatever. So what happens after that? Then he introduces Baymax's upgrades and they're like, oh, wow. And then he's like, Baymax, do the fist. And he's like, (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh. Well, you were definitely tired during this. So I wonder if that's affecting your your judgment when it comes to what's funny. (laughs) But yeah, so he does that. What else happens? And then they go. Then he actually shows them what Baymax does and he flies on him and that's when at some point Baymax earlier that this is why they decided they needed to upgrade because Baymax had taken the profile of the guy. And so that's how they knew they were going to be able to find him, the bad guy. Yeah. And so then he goes flying all over the world with Baymax and they land on top of some high building and he uses his upgraded sensors to locate, to find the location of the bad guy. All right. I don't remember any of that, but yeah. Yeah, you were asleep at that point. (laughs) Oh, was I? Yeah. Because right after that is when it cut out and you didn't move to put the movie back on. So I thought, oh, good. It must be nap time. And that's when I told myself I could go to sleep. (laughs) And then I woke up and realized it was off. uh, And (laughs) then it started again, just suddenly. So then um, you stayed asleep for... I heard, honestly, I did hear it come back on and I was like, no, nah, nap time. <laughs> yeah, right. I was act- I was very mad that it came back on. I was like, how dare it inter- interrupt nap time? Uh, but so. so it popped back on and then... Um, so I can't help you for quite a while now again. Right. So we find out. So they did this whole... And I told you, I mentioned it at some point because I didn't want you to say, oh, BS. But I was like, okay, well, the person who's supposed to be the villain is definitely not the villain. Because yeah. the, the kid says it too early that he must be the villain. I said it. Didn't you t- oh, no, no you're right. No, I yeah, said yeah. <laughs> such a little snot. No, because I when we first met that guy, I was like, and we meet the villain. Right. And then, yeah. Who is not the villain. That's who they arrested at the end. No, it's not. <laughs> Look at her. Look at her face. Can you see it? <laughs> no, they you're completely wrong. The same. Uh, no, absolutely not. Take what happened was, um, so they assume that it's that guy and they like this, a lot of this doesn't make sense because they're like, okay, it must be him. So we have to go find him. But then they just go and do their whole doc stuff and, and all that chase and all that scene when they're trying to chase the thing down. But then later they have an encounter with him again, you know, the guy in the mask and they're like, oh, and then during the fight, uh, he knocks the mask off and and so he grabs it. The kid does. What's the kid's name? Hero. Oh, right. <laughs> so Hero grabs the mask and he's like, ha, now I have it. Uh, you guy who's the bad guy from the beginning. And then he turns around and it turns out to be the professor. Mm. So the professor's the actual villain. And he's like, what the hell, professor? Why are you, uh, why are you doing this? And <laughs> the professor's like, he doesn't say anything, which is good. He doesn't like, ah, oh, cursed kids or anything like that. He, um. Dooby Yeah. <laughs> so then they, they get into their battle. And, and this is actually, this is a fantastic part of the movie. And it's sad 
sad that it only lasts this little part because what happens is Hero uh, realizes that it's the professor's fault that his brother was killed, you know? Oh, so the professor did live, apparently. Yeah, yeah. he used the, the micro things. He put them around him. He put gotcha. on the thing and put them around him to survive it. So uh, he, Hero realizes that the professor's to blame, kind of, <laughs> for his brother's death, which doesn't make sense. But so he puts in, he takes out the medical portion of Baymax's coding or mm-hmm. whatever. He takes that out and says, destroy him. And all of the, all the other guys are like, no, 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 stop that. And they're trying to stop Baymax the whole time while he's trying to kill the professor. And this part was awesome. Like, it looked great. He was breaking through walls and chasing the thing down and, and knocking all the other superheroes around and all that stuff. And so he's about to kill him. And one of the, uh, I think the, the girl with the bubbles or something, she puts the, she gets the thing and puts it back in Baymax right before it kills him. And then Baymax after that won't let Hero take that back out of it. Won't let him have access anymore. Mm. Um, but it just, it looked awesome. And it was the one moment that the character was actually like doing something immoral that, you know, that, that you were like, what are you doing, kid? You can't do mm-hmm. that. Um, so it was the one moment of actual <laughs> character, uh, in the movie, but it ends right after that. Right after that, then he, Baymax shows him a video of his brother. And that's where he's like, oh, no, I need to like not kill people and, and just catch him. Uh, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because obviously his brother ran in on his own volition. So it was more an accident than the fault of anybody else. Unless the professor started the fire. Even if he started the fire, he still decided to run into a burning building with no fire person training. True. So it's kind of his... I mean, that's contributory negligence. That would be... If they sued, that would be the defense. But anyway, so they go through this part and then... So the the, uh, professor gets the mask back during the scuffle and flees. And then they find some... And this part's stupid, but they find some... Like security footage from the night or from beforehand where it turns out that there was some kind of a like a portal that they developed that the the bad the original bad guy developed and the professor's daughter was the one who went through the portal but the bad guy original bad guy had sent her through the portal even though it wasn't ready so she she went through and didn't come out so it was like oh it's your fault that my daughter even though she agreed to it why would she agree to it if it wasn't ready but so again contributory negligence anyway so that's why the professor was mad at the other guy and wanted all these micro machines to be able to attack the other guy or something and so then you, they get to the end and at the end the professor is puts one of the portal things above the guy's like uh, having a he's having like a a university or something dedicated to him and they're having the opening ceremony and he the professor puts a portal above the guy and it's sucking up his university and that's supposed to, oh, I'm taking away what you love because you took away what I love. And so then Baymax and, and the crew show up and, and are trying to stop him and so it's a big fight where again all the superheroes are complete, are unnecessary. They just fight a bunch of the little machines and that's it. And then they eventually defeat the professor and knock off his mask and Baymax crushes it and then the portal's still open and Baymax says, oh, I can there's a life signature in there so they go in and find the professor's daughter and are getting her out of it and there's 
God, I just, I wish you had seen it because there's so many freaking annoying things, but I can't go through them all because uh, you won't be able to roll your eyes or agree with me or anything. So like they're getting, they're on their way out and they're like, swir- the only usefulness that freaking little kid was, was at the end, Baybax is holding this, mm-hmm. the pod and it's in front of his face for some reason. He could just hold it down so Baybax, he could see, but he puts it in front of his face and the kid's like, oh, turn right, turn left, go up. And that's the only usefulness he, he shows. But anyway, right at the end, they get hit with a giant piece of debris that breaks up Baymax's stuff. And he says, no, I can still save you by shooting my hand. Mm -hmm. And so he shoots his hand and gets them all out uh, through the portal and the portal collapses. And I don't understand why they can't just open a new portal and go to the same thing, apparently, because it's that easy. But so he's stuck there and and they're out there and they save the daughter. And then he goes back and finds that in the hand was Baymax's. But why did the university guy get put in the police car? It wasn't the university guy. Oh my god! Not all old, pale-skinned men guy, look not alike. The brown-haired guy. It was not. It was a white-haired guy. White-haired guy. That was the, the professor, professor has white hair. hair. He has white hair. All right. Oh my! You can't even. <laughs> it was not him. He, the blonde-haired guy did not get arrested at the end. Do we have to rewatch it right now to make sure you understand mm-hmm. this? Nope. I'm just going to make sure it wins now so you have to rewatch yeah. it so I can point it out. I feel like you've had an increasing bias as the movies go along and I don't know whether it's you're getting tired of them or if they really are getting worse. What? Increasing bias? Like you've hated each movie I think more than the previous one. Do you think I'm unjustified in my hatred for the things in this movie that I, I, I espouse? I don't know. I didn't see the whole thing. Yeah, well. No, because there are a whole bunch of weird plot things. Like he has to do the portal thing to destroy the building instead of just using his micro machines to do it yeah and that's so that they could go find his daughter and all that stuff that was completely unnecessary uh their freaking hero hating his uh, the professor or whatever uh, doesn't make any sense he wasn't directly responsible even if he found out that he was the one who set the fire his his brother was the one who ran in there so it's not directly responsible his grief is so rational well fine whatever <laughs> but um not only that but the professor needing a whole bunch of micro machines to get his revenge on the guy why doesn't he just order a hit what what is he just go key his car or something? It's like he doesn't need a whole bunch of super micro machines to be able to go do a, do this thing, and he doesn't need to be remake the portal, which is a whole bunch of his motivation throughout the beginning to be able to get his revenge on the guy. So there are a whole bunch of wonky freaking things. But I already talked about all the things that I really like about this that would make it win over a whole bunch of other movies. Yeah. So I don't know what you're talking about, you freaking weirdo. There's a bunch of trash stuff in this, though. Anyway. You know it's up against Mulan. I didn't know that. I couldn't remember what it was up against. <laughs> Is that racist? Because you didn't remember it was Mulan or because they're two Asian kids against each other? Two Asian movies? How'd they end up against <laughs> each other? Oh. There aren't a whole bunch of Asian movies in here. That's a little wonky. <laughs> anyway. I didn't. We didn't make the... <laughs> The, the nope. thing, but it's a little odd. So yeah, that's that's all the stuff that happened in that. That was the movie. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Done. Mm-hmm. All right. Wait, you don't want to say anything else related to it? What else would I say? I don't know because you slept through such a good chunk of it. Stupid movie. It's fault. It's the movie's fault. If it had just stayed off, then I probably would have watched the whole thing. Yeah. All right. Whatever. You're tired? Yeah, just a little bit tired. Oy. You're going to sit up again? Um, maybe. You we'll think see. you're going to sit the sink mid? Nope, you already sunk. <laughs>
right, what do you wait? What do you want to watch? What did we watch? Mulan. What? Mulan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to put this disclaimer at the front. I probably have a bias. A pro Mulan bias or anti Mulan bias? A pro Mulan bias. You do? Yeah. Shady, you were just calling me out for bias last episode. Yeah. So I will right. check that bias. No, you won't. So what happens in Mulan? The Huns attack. Okay. That's how we find. That's how it starts, right? I don't know, but she is in her village and she's writing some stuff, right? No. What? The Huns attack. That's how it starts. Okay. <laughs> so then we know that they are coming. And then it jumps to Milan writing stuff on her arm. And writing she... stuff on her arm. Uh-huh. Okay, because she's going to cheat on a test. Uh-huh. And she has to be punctual. And then she realizes the rooster crows and she's already late. Oh my god, it's like Little Mermaid. Yeah. Isn't that how Little Mermaid starts? Where she's like, uh, somebody says, and she's so punctual or something like that. And then she's like, oh my gosh, I'm late. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so just generally, I was surprised at how much I liked this freaking movie. Yeah. It shocked me. I was like, oh my God, this is actually really, there's a lot really well done in this. <laughs> like so many aspects of it are really well done. So yeah. I was pretty shocked just yeah. generally to lay that out there. It's so, the middle niece's favorite movie. Yeah. Is that my favorite one? Well, it depends on how you define your favorite one. My favorite's... (gasps) I'll cut that out. (laughs) Which one is she, though? Is she the youngest, middle, oldest? The one is the youngest is the one that you just said. Oh, the youngest one. The middle one is the one loves this movie. Oh, okay. But yeah, anyway, generally, I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, So we see the Huns first, and then she's doing her stuff, and she has to go to like a... What is it? It's like finishing school? No, it's the matchmaker. She's going to go get matched. Oh, dang it, really? Yeah. That sucks, because I thought it was something other than being forced into a marriage kind of thing. Because that's the the tritest thing that they could do. But if it was just, oh, she's, you know, Dorothy... Not Dorothy Parker. Who's the... the I can't remember... (laughs) How do I not remember this? Dorothy Parker's the one who has all the witty quips. Oh my gosh, I can't, my brain. Um. Anyway, so it's like, I just thought that it would be like, oh, she has to go and learn how to be all proper and figure out what fork goes on what side and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I could be wrong. That could be what it is. Well, I'd like it a lot more if it was that. Then that's what it is. <laughs> okay. Bias. Uh, <laughs> so she, yeah, she's going to do that and she's horrible at it, which mm-hmm. is another cliche. Serendipitous that they don't do well at the thing. Just like if they're meeting guys and all the guys are horrible, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're supposed to marry. It's like you have that extra thing that they always have to put in there Yeah. that makes it so they don't do the thing that would just make them generic right. person. What are you doing? Fixing that. Okay. Crazy grandma and the cricket. And- right. And freaking love the cricket. <laughs> Guy's awesome. But you wonder, would she have been as horrible if the cricket wasn't there? Yeah, cricket kind of screwed things up. Yeah. As he was jumping out and stuff. Uh-huh. And there's something, because the lady was, like, nice until she had the stuff that looked like a mustache and goatee kind of thing. And then she was mean. I didn't know she was... What do you mean she was nice? She shifted. No. Once she got that stuff on her face, well, yeah. she did it. Uh-huh, because that's when Mulan started screwing up. It was from the onset when she said, Fa, Mulan, and Mulan said, present. She goes, speaking without being spoken to. No, but that's just and the then, rules. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I see. Yeah, but anyway, so she goes through that, doesn't do well, and then what happens after that? And then she goes, and her father says, "Late bloomers are often the most beautiful of all," or something crazy like that. He says that at that point. I thought that was later. Well, she sings her song about when will my reflection show who I am inside.
five. Oh, we've got, yeah, a couple of songs already, right? Yeah. Yeah. So first song's decent. Uh, the reflection, I actually kind of like the reflection one quite a bit. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Even though it's got, I mean, it's a platitude. I made an awesome joke during the movie. <laughs> That I won't recount because I don't want uh, I don't want you to injure yourself rolling your eyes at yeah. my awesome joke. <laughs> anyway, so second song, and then what happens? That's when her father says the thing about bloom late bloomers. Okay. And then while he's talking to her, they hear the war drums, and they come and give the conscription notices. Right, and so they call their family, and they need a male from the family. He's the only male. He does this. He his, gives his cane to his wife. Right, and does his noble limp. I lo- that's a great. Great moment. Like, I really like that, that he hands the cane over mm-hmm. and has to limp up, tries to be upright and limp to it. It's just a good moment. Yeah. And I think, I don't know. I mean, part of it is he has this apparent legacy that he needs to uphold. Right. For the family. Yeah. yeah. Like, because he must have been some noble war hero or something before, because later we find out when they're like, the Faju. So he has this image or this persona that he needs to uphold. Yeah. I kind of so, like that less. I think I would have rather him just, yeah. <laughs> you know, like he just feels like he has to be that. I mean, uh, I'm sure he still feels like he just has to be that. No, you're just biased. That's no, why you're I'm saying not. that. Uh-huh. So after that, he's like, okay, I've got to do it. I don't have a choice. Uh, I'm just, I'm getting conscripted and I have to go fight for my. Mm-hmm. And Mulan jumps in and is disrespectful in the eyes of the men. He says, don't do it. And he said, now you've disrespected me. Not- right. And looks away. Yeah. And, yeah. Disgrace. Disrespect. Disgrace. Disgrace, yeah. Yeah. And then do we... It's after she leaves that we see... We meet Mushu and all those. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, so they're at dinner and she outbursts again. Right. And then while they're asleep, another great... It's just really well done. Like, it was it was emotionally engaging. Mm-hmm. Her going to her parents who were in bed and asleep and, and leaving the comb and mm-hmm. uh, going and gathering all the all the armor and, and leaving a, an incense or whatever to her ancestors. And there's, and there's something to be said for her using the sword to cut off her hair. Yeah, yeah. Adds another extra thing to it, right? Yeah. Even though, like, there's been... You have have the generic aspects of character that have been developed that you expect in this but there seems to be and i don't know how much is just the viewer writing it in there seems to be more to the character than just those generic aspects yeah and you get more for later but even at this point you're already like this seems like a real character and i really like this person you right. know and this just cements it for me as i'm watching the movie when she cuts her hair off and goes through this whole sequence it's just a really good sequence and yeah. it's followed up by her father stumbling out trying to go catch her and and falling in the rain and and saying what the real stakes are that if she gets found out then she's going to be killed yeah like i i love watching all my super awesome like paul thomas anderson movies and that kind of stuff but this is actually really good <laughs> like it's I mean, surprising little things brought in like because to us we know who she is she looks the same to us right but they emphasize how much different she must look as a man like a boy but when she goes to get her horse her horse freaks out about her being there just little True. things like yeah. that that I, just kind of help to create that other alter persona that. yeah yeah so then she takes off they wake up they find out um and then the ancestors the ghosts of the ancestors or whatever wake up and they're like okay we have to help because she's gonna go off and she needs our help so she doesn't bring shame on the family and that's when they bring mushu who's been demoted for having gotten a guy's head cut off something uh and he's supposed to go wake up the big bad dragon ancestor to go help because he's he's totally incapable and breaks the statue (laughs) 
And so he impersonates the big bad dragon. And then so he has to go do it himself uh, on the urging of the of the bug guy, cricket. the little cricket guy. And great, uh, I mean, it's good plot structure that because you have to figure out a way to get Mushu out there. And I, I didn't know how they were going to do no? that. No, I had no idea. Like, I don't know. I must have only seen this like once way back in the day because uh, I could not, I, I could not remember. Oh, yeah, because I watched Little Mermaid a thousand <laughs> times. But uh, anyway... Excuse me. <laughs> but anyway, so so Mushu, yeah, like I said, he has to impersonate. There was an aspect of this where you could see, like the ancestors could see the statue through the window. Mm-hmm. And then later, the ancestors looking directly out the window but doesn't notice that it's it's destroyed. You know, the whole thing is cra- crashed. But um, I, I gave it this. Bias. <laughs> Go ahead. Because <laughs> if it came alive, would it still be there anymore? Like they, they, it's all disintegrated, and they, so they they can't see the rubble because the grasses and stuff. I don't are know there. what that. You need to stop with your freaking floppy arm. You just use that arm to okay. emote. Okay, <laughs> but so they they can't see because the grasses are breaking the crumble, and they wouldn't expect to still see the statue there after the guardian has come alive. Fine, all right. But anyway, so he goes off. What happens after that? She's at the camp. She just gets there and she's afraid to go. And that's when he shows up in the flames in his shadow. Right. Trying to act all bad. Yeah. So they meet. He explains, uh, like, he represents that he was sent by the Guardians and he's just got to help. And she's not impressed. Yeah. But still wants, you know, any help she can get. Yeah. So he, quote unquote, teaches her to be a man. (laughs) I. Because she goes up to, like, the first guys, and he's like, just punch him. That's that's how men greet each other. (laughs) She stalks him. Uh, Yeah, that was good. I I enjoyed that. And then slap slap him him on the the butt. butt. (laughs) That made me laugh. But, yeah, so she's just starting to mingle and causes a whole ruckus with everybody. And then we meet the general and the captain. And here's, I, so I really like both the general and the captain, even though the general has barely any screen time. And the captain, I just really like, just Mm -hmm. overall for the whole movie. And there are little moments, like later what comes along is Ping would say something to the the captain and he won't respond, you know, it just won't say anything. And it's really easy to have that kind of a character say something that's supportive or something like that, that encourages the viewer to like them mm-hmm. or something in mm-hmm. that in that moment and doesn't do it and then later there's a hand on the shoulder thing where that tiny gesture speaks volumes because they set that up with that character right so it's just it's really balanced and well done i don't i don't know it kind of shocked me <laughs> but, uh, um yeah so we meet them and what happens after that as the general puts him in charge the little crony doesn't like it the general leaves and the ruckus that Mulan had caused or Ping had caused is what the captain steps out to see of his new troop. Right. Who he has to train from like <laughs> the bottom to get yeah. them to fighting standards. Yeah. yeah. So he punishes them. They have to clean everything up. They don't get dinner and they have to start training in the morning and she wakes up late. Right. Already. And is this when he shoots the arrow up to the top? Yeah. And this when the montage song starts? Yeah. One of the best montage songs and sequences that I've seen. I can't tell you how many times that I've started. Let's get down to business. (laughs) As far as montages go, it's just really well done, especially because it's not just the protagonist. No. It's every 
everybody. Right. It's the whole troop that's going through this whole thing and struggling and learning and getting better. Exactly. Uh, and they, they have the turning point, you know, when she gets, she's getting washed out because he's like, like no, he's you can't do it. Yeah. And she figures out by ingenuity, figures out how to climb the thing and get the arrow, uh, you know, in the middle of the night, finally figures it out and, and gets down in the, in the morning. And honestly, I felt that triumphant moment where yeah. it was like, wow, I've actually, <laughs> like, this really works. I, I'm really happy for her and proud yeah. of her having done this. So it's, I don't know how they managed it, but it was, it was really well done in that too. Yeah. And just a fun, good song. Just yeah. period. It's just a good song. So then what? There was something else I was going to say. I think, I think like what you said, I think that's maybe what I was watching, that it wasn't just about her getting an awesome thing. It was things, it was everyone. Yeah. I think that was huge to really balance out the storytelling and character development and all that stuff. And that's another thing. I guess we'll go through it on character, but just her friends, the people who are around her, they could easily be just put in a box and represent that box, but I don't feel like they are. Yeah. You know, there's something, they feel really distinctive and they do dickhead things. That's what's, that's what's really, just like the captain, he does things that are freaking annoying, like be sexist in the song, you know? Yeah. It's like he does those things and they have to come around to getting over those dickhead things that they do. Right. And that's what makes a character, you know? That's what makes it complex and makes it worth watching and, and seeing them grow and all that stuff. So, I don't know, there's something definitely more to that. Did you send me daughters? Yeah, yeah. When I asked for sons? Yeah, sexist. Even though it's kind of still how our society in the United States works... I only had to register for selective service, and you did not. I was going to make a Wade joke. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, let's leave that out of it. Um, but anyway, so I was also going to say that Mushu and the cricket, Mushu and Mulan's relationship feels genuine, too. Yeah. Like, I was skeptical of that, but I was like, it doesn't seem like he goes, and it's freaking Eddie Murphy. So, you know, it's got a very distinctive voice. Soul glow going. Yeah. What on earth are you talking about? It's from Coming to America. Oh, okay. He's not in Coming to America. Is it he not? No, he's Who's not. Who's that guy? It's the, 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 what's his name guy? It's not freaking Eddie Murphy. Oh. Who is it? Coming to... It's... Uh, I know his... I know his face. I can't remember his name. As... If I'm wrong, I'm going to delete this all from the... What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it is. It is. I'm definitely deleting it. What's no, the, yeah. you're not. What's the I'm going to keep one? saying it over and over and over and over again. What's the other one that has... Um, it's like a really popular movie uh, about... Are you talking about the one with... Uh, Whoopi Gold, no? No. What's it? There's another one. Like, I can picture it, but it's it's not coming to America, but it's a. Uh... Are we having a Zephyr and John, whatever his name, <laughs> moment for you? Yeah, uh, it's possible. Uh, I know there's a movie and I can't think of it now. Uh, I think I, it's a good movie, but. Um, anyway, all right. Okay. So I'm definitely deleting all that, but. Um... Yeah, coming to America. <laughs> Yeah, you were just talking about Eddie Murphy and or Mushu oh, yeah. and Mulan's relationship. Yeah, and Mushu and the Cricket's relationship, excellent. Uh, even though the Cricket doesn't say anything, they still they have a great uh, back and forth and the way that they work together and all that. But Mushu and Mulan, even though sometimes it seems like they accelerate it too fast, where he'll just be like, oh, my, you know, she's going off and, and that kind of thing. It seems like it works just right and it's genuine and yeah. he's... He's got his own interests, plus he develops interest in her, just period. Uh, right. You know, so it's it's really well done. I mean, and you see that later when he's telling her to go home, even though... Right, right. 
Yeah. Okay, so at this point, uh, they're trained and they're about to head off. No. Okay, what happens? She goes to take to bathe herself. Oh, yeah, so there's that sequence. And everybody comes, and then as she's coming back, she hears the crony say that he's never going to let that troops go because the troops suck, so he's <laughs> going to tell them that they'll never see the front lines and anything. Right. So then Mushu and the crickets send a message by riding a panda. Right, which I don't know why, but I laughed hysterically at this part. You laughed as the panda was like climbing the tree. because it was behind the guy when he's walking away. It just starts going up the tree. Uh, Yeah, I couldn't know. I was just laughing hysterically at that. But uh, yeah, so they docked her a letter to get them sent off. Yeah. But it turns out pretty convenient uh, because they run into a thing that they needed to see that they could help with. Well, Um, that's because the general would have never sent for them. Yeah, yeah. Never would have. Right. Before that, though, on the walk, they have another song that's the yeah. a Girl Worth Fighting, fighting for. for. Yeah, that song, which I enjoy again. It's mm-hmm. a pretty good song. But then they find where the village was destroyed and the emperor was killed. Not the emperor. The um, general. general was killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what happens after that? So then they say the quickest way is to go through the pass. And so right. they go through the pass. But then here's another convenient plot point. Mushu sets off of one of the cannons. Oh, right. The- gives away their position. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so they start getting our arrows will blah blah that time. They start getting arrows shot at them. Yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Captain Guy gets hit and they all start fleeing and gathering up the rockets. The rockets the catch the cart catches on fire. Like I said in the well, we were watching Good Thing Mulan brought a horse because how else right. were they gonna carry that cart? <laughs> oh right, yeah, that's convenient. But the catches on fire, so he sends them all to go get the rockets out. So I think that was important just because it set up the fact that they only had a limited number of rockets. They could only have to fight with whatever they could carry. Right, right. Yeah, so. that that is. Yeah. And so they're down to their last rocket and they don't see anybody else. They think they got them all out of the mountains. Right. Everything. They were shooting the rockets at the mountain and yeah. hitting the archers. And, yeah. And did really well. That killed a whole bunch of them and all that. Yeah. And yeah. So he's like, hold the last one. And then the whole Hun army comes over the hill like, what will the beast ready to trample Mufasa? Oh my gosh. But it was crazy looking. Like I, this sequence and this battle in general was amazing. Because yeah. it it, and this is one of the things because you have the urge as a terrible writer. The terrible writers have the urge to make it some direct conflict between the antagonist and the protagonist where it's like hand to hand and they have to have that. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't that, you know, it was like they were outnumbered and they're scrambling to figure out what they need to do. Mulan exhibits, you know, that she's cleverer yeah, <laughs> than she, the rest of them. she uses her brain more than brawn because right. what she does. Yeah. And um, so she takes... As they're coming down, and I love the the view of this. It mm-hmm. looked great uh, mm-hmm. when the view of of everybody coming down with the the Genghis Khan stand in guy coming down the the thing and in the lead. And then she takes the last rocket and she runs up. She's got an idea, plants it in the snow, and is aiming at a mountain behind all all the Hun army. And uses Mushu to light it because she drops the rock or whatever that she had to use, and it goes firing off into the thing. And then you get an avalanche, and that's what takes out the army. But I like this fact too that this that all of them are like you missed like even the hunt are, had no idea what she was doing he's right. like you missed you dummy and yeah even and, mushu yeah. <laughs> yeah he's like he was right there and right it's not expected you know it's like mm-hmm. and it's not the obvious protagonist fights antagonist thing with the sword and hand-to-hand combat and all right. that nonsense it's uh, she's being clever does a thing that you don't expect and solves it in a way that makes sense and that w- 
would solve it, you and, know. I mean, and actually acknowledges that there's no way that she'd be able to beat him in a hand-to-hand combat. Right. So it takes out that un- unbelievable. Yeah, and the other dude is injured. Plus, if they go into this battle, they're like 20 of them versus 400. Right. So it's like, it doesn't make sense. They're all going to be slaughtered. So you have to figure out something else. And there are consequences to it because they struggle with the result of this. It's not like it just wipes out the army and they're fine. Mm-hmm. They have to struggle with this the whole way down, you know. Yeah. She gets swept away on the horse. He gets swept away uh, and all that stuff for an extended period of time that they have to deal with. Yeah, and there were a couple things that bothered me about that because the Hun army leader guy was on a horse. Why wasn't his horse able to fight against it like hers was? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, the fact that they, the happenstance of the arrow and the rope back and forth and that, that right. little rope can hold the horse, horse. and two grown people. <laughs> right. Uh, and Mushu and the cricket because <laughs> those had a lot of weight. So those little things kind of bothered me and happened like all of her friends were able to shelter behind that rock and not get hurt. Right. And the medic doctor that takes care of her afterward was hiding somewhere. So. Yeah, that's that some convenient stuff. So those little things bothered me about it. But for them on the whole, I did like it. And I like that he pulled up the hun's head. <laughs> He's growling. <laughs> yeah. He's like, nope. Yeah. So they get uh, through that. But when she's being treated, the medical personnel discovers that she has breasts. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to have a, it might have a leg up in the mammary section. No, it might be outnumbered on the mammary section. Um... <laughs> But they, the the medical personnel determines that that's the case, tells the captain, and the captain verifies, and then it's like, oh. And then the crony's like, you have to kill her. Yeah. And he goes, it makes it look like he's going to, and then drops the sword, and it's like, life for a life. And Right. But there's also, and I like that this is kind of in the background, because his father was just killed, uh, and she says she did it for her father, to save her father's life. So yeah. it makes sense that that would be part of the motivation. Um, for him to not carry that out in that instance so there's some extra stuff there that why he would go against tradition in that yeah and there was i mean right before that right before she they realized she was hurt they did he did make that i'll trust ping whatever ping says basically so it sets that up for him to go against it later right (laughs) so after that she's like banished and out in the cold and they go back to china the timelines of these this little bit bothers me too. I feel like it's a little convenient because she's out there in the night, you know, and it shows that they're there and trying to hunker down and think. And they get back to China and they get back to China and the Huns come out of the snow. Yeah. Like it doesn't, the timing of it all doesn't quite make sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. It's, and it seems a little wonky that the battle happened like two feet from freaking China, like the, the well, that's center what I'm saying. of I, China. I feel like they were a little farther away. Yeah, so. you would think there would have been a lot of traveling in between all that stuff. But yeah. they're already back there for a parade. Right. And she's able to get up and see them and then get back. Right. So I Yeah, just... it was a little, little weird. Was there anything like in their little, oh, there's the funny joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I freaking laughed at that too. When they were all having their breakdown, say, you know, revealing what they actually think. And Mushu says, uh, you know, he wasn't really sent. He's, <laughs> he lied and all this stuff. And then the cricket's like, I'm not actually a lucky cricket. <laughs> That was funny, uh, and it was it was unexpected, and it was in a tense emotional moment. So it was just it was good, it was well timed. But Mulan's having her doubts about herself, even though she took out the whole Hun army. But despite that, she was still gonna be disgraced, bringing disgrace to her family. Right, right, right. Then sees all the Huns and Genghis Khan popping out of the stuff, and then like daisies. Yeah, so she has to get back. 
mm-hmm. and let him know. So she does. Mm-hmm. And my least favorite part of the whole movie happens thereafter. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think much of this end sequence works. Yeah. Uh, like, it just... A lot of it's contrived. A lot of it's... You know, this is where she actually does get the hand-to-hand combat with a guy who looks three times her size. Yeah. And four times her width. <laughs> and uh, I don't mind... Like, I wish she would have just used the fan and just, like, disarmed him and it fell down, you know, yeah. and then Mushu did his thing. Instead of, she's like, huh, and then kick to the face and then sweep and it's like come on he wouldn't even budge if she did any of that the only thing that i i felt like she needed to use it to to keep him on the roof stick him to the roof yeah yeah. so uh, it just that aspect of it was contrived did i see the inverse cross-dressing like i get that (laughs) you know that that's that's part of what they have to do and and that's fine thematically it's just it was more kind of contrived plot point well and i didn't like the fact that here they are having the parade. They're back. The Huns get there ahead enough enough time to be in the parade. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're part of the, the parade. Roof. Yeah. <laughs> Like, because they have the Trojan dragon. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, so that's pretty suspect. Yeah. Um, maybe it was a few days, like in between, maybe. you know. So they were setting up the parade and all that stuff. Because they probably wouldn't have it right when they got. That makes more sense. Yeah. Um. But then they they like climb up the thing and and pretend to be concubines and and go get the emperor and then a bunch of contrived stuff happens. So it's just the captain guy knocked out with Mulan fighting the other guy and. Mm-hmm. And then Mushu has to go jump on a flying thing that happened to be there. Yeah, I didn't and, like that. It literally appeared at an, yeah, right just, at the right time. It's and, like, all right. Um, and goes and gets a rocket and then goes to the other side of the... Like, they didn't discuss this plan because yeah. he, he was like, she was like, oh, you know, Mushu. And then he's like, I know what you're going to say. And then goes and does it. But he has to get to the other side of the... <laughs> After getting a rocket, get to the other side of the roof so they mm-hmm. can shoot back toward the rocket. The, all the, uh, yeah. the stuff in the, Where in the thing. Where all the fireworks Yeah, are. all the fireworks. So it was just, it was really contrived. And I, I feel like all of that part could have been done so much better. And all the rest of the movie was so much better than that part. Yeah. But then they defeat the bad guy and, and she talks to the emperor. And I like the rest of this from then, I like again. Yeah. But yeah, because I, I mean, just talking to the emperor and the way the emperor approaches it and talks and all that stuff, I think it was it was very well balanced and how everybody bows to her because the emperor bows to her and yeah. uh, when she goes back and and the way the father reacts, love love all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Was Shen Shang saying that he didn't want to stay forever? What? Who? At the end, she's like, "Would you like to stay for dinner?" And then the grandma says. Or for the rest of your life or something or like for, that. And he yeah. goes, dinner sounds nice. <laughs> like, is he, is he like, He's like, yeah, that's a little much, you yeah. know? <laughs> I'll have a meal, but I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, all right. But yeah, so that's Mulan mm-hmm. starring Ping. Mm-hmm. But it stopped it right at 32 minutes. Oh my gosh. Are, are you done? Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Are you tired? Uh-huh. Are you still going to do the next part? Yeah. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Are you ready? Yes. Put your phone down? Yes. Trying to find my scholastic book order, though. Oh, my gosh. All right. I've got to remember to edit all that stuff out. Yeah, you do. So, this is Big Hero Coming to America. (laughs) (laughs) Think you're funny? (laughs) Think you're funny? (laughs) 
So, I'll edit that out too. I have the power of the editing. Not if I just keep sticking it in where it wouldn't make sense. Like, yeah, I'll just delete the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. This is Big Hero 6 versus Mulan. Are you trying to say that so fast so I wouldn't say coming to America Maybe. Again? Big Hero 6 animation. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know that you hated the microbots, but I liked watching them. What do you mean? I didn't hate... I hated the concept of the microbots because uh-huh. a 14-year-old made them. Oh, okay. I really liked the animation of them. Yeah. I really liked the the villain, and uh-huh. I really liked the robot and how he goes through different, like, phases. Yeah. And he just... He looks very unique throughout the whole thing. Yeah. I also like the look of the protagonist, his brother, and their aunt, yeah. and the professor guy. I think... All the animation on those people are great. I just don't like her crew. I think the animation is freaking stupid for yeah. them. Yeah. And especially... Like the bubblegum girl. Bubblegum girl? The one that you called goth. <laughs> yeah. Or what did you say? What did you call Wait, her? isn't she the, the one on the, the razor things? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. What did you call her? Stern? Strict? What did I call her? What did you call her? I don't know. Uh, Severe. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you called her. But yeah, so I, especially when they're, like when they're just people doing their job, they're fine. Yeah. But when they're superheroes, I think they all look really stupid and I don't like them at all. And they're completely useless. Other than that, there are a number of things that are really visually striking Mm -hmm. that I remember from it. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Well, I apparently missed the whole best visual part of it oh yeah that was it was freaking amazing it was like robocop 2 when he was going through the in the dark and it was all scary again Uh, you're making references that are going over my head yeah Mm -hmm. but i i loved that part because the the villain guy's just like stumbling through just trying to save himself and and the thing's got red eyes and it's chasing him down and knocking everybody out of the way Uh, it looked awesome absolutely looked awesome yeah yeah uh, what about Mulan? I really like Mulan. You do? Yeah. I, again, I think I've said it before. There's just something to be said with for traditional animation. I think it's some of my favorite animation out of all the movies that we've seen. What? Yeah. It's really smooth, really easy to look at. The colors are perfect. Mm-hmm. I And there are some images that are just just gorgeous is like uh on the hill with the snow when they're coming down and i liked her seeing her reflection in the sword before she cuts off her hair yeah like- uh I yeah that image was amazing and everything about that sequence even like that whole sequence mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. just all the images of them sleeping you know when he falls when she goes and, and gives the thing to her ancestors and and all that stuff i thought was fantastic right the way she walks as a man like- <laughs> yeah yeah the distinct look of all of her her mates her yeah. friends did, I, I did like the one that. guy have a black eye all the way through it yeah 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 i'm not sure why at least it didn't disappear like bagheera and <laughs> the blue yeah and you know other there were a bunch of things that were just and little subtle things too like the subtle way her face changed when she saw shen shen shang Without a shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's like uh, when she's bathing, Mushu puts his his ears over his eyes. Yeah. And I couldn't figure that out for a while. I was like, what? what why does his eyes look weird? And I realized <laughs> he had the ears over him. I already mentioned the the Hun's head coming out like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the panda. <laughs> yeah. 
I really like as the, the as sunrise the look of her on top of the tower, just sitting there so smug after she'd thrown the arrow down. Yeah, to him. do you? Yeah, do you? Uh, Smudgeness. And, uh, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, action sequences are part of it. Mm-hmm. There's that one battle I freaking love. There's the the montage. It's funny because this montage is amazing, and there's only the one montage. Yeah. And then you've got the on the other side for Big Hero Six. You've got like three or four montages mm-hmm. and I don't like any of them. Yeah. Uh, I think they're all ridiculous too. And little subtle things in the montage like the first time that the Shang throws the sticks out to him he uses her to st- Trip, he uses it to trip Ping. The second time he catches it the same way, and she thinks he's about to do the same, and he hands it to her. So little things yeah, that just show yeah, the, the, the progression of the characters. Right. There's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff in there. A lot of um, really thoughtful stuff that they put in to give it more depth. I don't like when Mushu fires the bird and it loses its feathers. No. Nah. All right. Yeah. Most. A lot of that end part I didn't. I didn't like. I mean, the fireworks look pretty cool mm-hmm. when they're going off. But. I did like the image, and you know, it was subtle. I, I don't know if that's the right word, but when they're all bowing down to her. Yeah, like, yeah. It was like the, the wave. The immensity of it, yeah. <laughs> but they were bowing, yeah. yeah. So there, there's a lot of stuff to really like in that. In Big Hero 6, though... Baymax is unique. Yeah, I really like the look of him and the way he moves and I everything. I thought, though, is he more like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man? Well, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is a giant evil demon thing not a robot that was created to do medical work yeah yeah they don't have similar appearances i mean yeah but it's uh, they're specifically like the marshmallow man is you know it's got the chunk of marshmallow the how about the michelin man yeah well isn't the michelin man marshmallow man built off of the michelin man yes Anyway, but no, I think it's it's pretty unique. Just yeah. just the way like he he compacts into the thing, yeah, uh, you know, and and pops out of it and inflates and because uh, you're trying to design a robot, you could design it any way, and everybody designs them pretty much the same way when right. you see the movies. Uh, they're just metallic and and they look kind of human and and that's it. But this is very much not that, right. you know, and it even transformed into something that looks heroic uh, when he gets all the red stuff on and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So. I, I think it's it's really well done and and it adds it lends itself to a bunch of the comedic stuff that comes later like when he's just falling on his face and all that stuff yeah I think there's a lot in both of them to mm-hmm. like for Mulan it's just there's so much to like, you know mm-hmm. it's like overwhelming how much there is to like and Big Hero 6 I think there's sharp spikes in the things that I do like yeah but there there are a bunch of lulls in there what, do you, what are your thoughts as I get up the, the form yeah do I have the right yeah. I think consistency's sake, I think Mulan would probably win it. Yeah. Yeah, because there aren't those sharp spikes and dips. It's just consistently appealing. Uh, so animation, you pick Mulan? Yeah. That's your choice? Yeah. I pick draw. You do? Yeah, because um, I was thinking about it and there are just, for the later action sequences, they're actually, when it comes to Beta, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. when it comes to the robot fighting the, the villain, they're really creatively done. If if Mulan didn't have the last action sequence, I'd mm-hmm. give it to Mulan. Mm-hmm. But I think that kind of brings it down and narrows it out for me. I really like a lot of the visual stuff. 
stuff in Big Hero 6, even some of the physical comedy that they do is mm-hmm. really well done. And so I think it balances out. So draw versus Mulan. Okay. Yeah? Do you think if I had seen that? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Bubby? Do you think if I had seen that middle part of Big Hero 6, I would have thought it was a draw as well? Because that's where a lot of what you're pulling from is. Maybe, but I don't know if you're as impressed with super action-y stuff. No. As, as I am, so no. so yeah, I don't know. I think you probably still would have gone the same way because you're totally biased and can't be objective about this one. It's it could be, yeah, especially the animation. Yeah. Uh, all right, character, Big Hero Six. The only moment I'll start. Okay. Uh, the only moment where it felt like the protagonist had real character was when he descended into, you know, he took that thing out and said, destroy that that guy. That was the only time where he felt like he really had some kind of character going on. Right. And then he goes back on that right after that scene, though, and says, okay, no, we're going to do it the right way and I'm going to be totally moral and all that stuff. And I don't think, there's something really annoying about the early sequence where he's like illegally betting on the thing, but there are no consequences to it. It's like, that should be something that that's, that's morally wrong that he's doing that there should be something some kind of cost to him for that but he goes to jail gets out and they never talk about it again you know character wise if they're gonna have some kind of character flaw it has to be more than that it can't just be one little thing right at the beginning that he's about to do again anyway right you know it's it's not like even part of his arc as you go along and it doesn't it doesn't inform anything else about his character throughout the rest of the movie so it's just this little snippet of something that they put in there that doesn't mean anything in a bigger scale. Yeah. Uh, so that annoys the hell out of me. I think his brother and the professor before, you know, he turns to the supervillain. I think those two are more interesting and I would rather see a movie about those two than about the protagonist. Yeah. Yeah. I think his brother just working on his robotic stuff and like going through it and and, and all that uh, would be much more interesting movie than dealing with this kid. And then I'm not a big fan of, of his group. They seem more ornamental mental than genuine characters yeah. uh you know they have their funny moments but other than that it's like there's not much to them when it comes to what their motivations are what they're trying to accomplish they seem mostly just kind of stuck to they're just ornaments dangling off the protagonist right rather than having their own stuff that, that they're trying to accomplish and the other characters like the bad characters i mean what are their motivations? They're pretty generic, you know? It's like the one was just a misdirect, the mm-hmm. blonde guy, and then the main bad guy was just, ah, you killed my daughter, and he's like, all right. You didn't even talk about Baymax. Right? Because <laughs> he's a robot. <laughs> oh, okay. Do you want to talk about Baymax? No. Okay, do you want to talk about any of the other characters? No. All right. <laughs> Well, Baymax, yeah, but it's just, it's kind of straight, it's programmed, you know, it's like, how much can you, so there's, um, there's the point where he says, no, I'm not going to let you change my programming anymore because I'm worried about what you, what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, and there's the point where he's self-sacrificial at the end, but what is behind those things? Yeah. Like he's a medical android. So what is it? In both cases, it's just about keeping the boy healthy. Right. Uh, so what is it? It's not very complex and mm-hmm. it doesn't really mean a whole lot. And the funny, the funny stuff that he does, it's not, I mean, it's not really character. It's just mm-hmm. wonky robot stuff, right. you know? So, all right. But Mulan, go ahead, because I've been talking for a while. Uh, hey, buddy. Well, we talked a little bit about it in the, the thing. Like, Mushu has a genuine self-motivation, and he's acting upon that for the most of it. Right. He 
comes around and realizes that, you know, it's not all about him. He needs to protect Mulan really too. So there's that. And I mean, Mulan all the way through, she's trying to do the right thing and stumbling and falling and not, she's not a Mary Sue. Right. <laughs> it's not perfect at everything from the get-go. Right. And Flirts with it at the end. Yeah. But other than that, absolutely not. Yeah. yeah. Shang, I mean, he obviously comes around and says, thinks that women aren't worthless. Aren't worthless. Correct. I mean, and her father even, you know, he's supportive of her and he's supportive and says, you know, it's okay. And then, then he's very disappointed in her. Like, he's yeah. not just, he's a, he's a real character. He's not just right. some. And then when he finally sees her again, it's that, you know, he drops the, the stuff and, yeah. and he's just happy to have his daughter back. And- yeah. I mean, and in the next scene where he, when the mom's like, go after her, he was like, I, I can't. I, I just can't. I can't do it. Yeah. And the captain, you know, he's, he's trying to make his father proud. To some degree, uh, he's really motivated to get everybody trained. A little sexist, and then, like I said, those little moments where he doesn't respond—you know, those mm-hmm. kinds of things—really add to a character. You know, they they establish a character to where when he does some kind of a thing, then it's it's really meaningful. He also banishes Mulan, yeah. <laughs> you know, and twice, yeah, twice, and ignores her at the end. So he's doing a bunch of more complex, annoying character things. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's not just that's the difference is that. This movie could have easily been just a straightforward uh, social message kind of movie, but it never, ever feels like that in any way. Mm-mm. You know, it absolutely feels like a story that secondarily is talking about social things, yeah. you know? And it feels like it has characters that are engaging in this stuff, but they're not built to tell a social message. Right. You know, they're real characters that are just doing this stuff, and incidentally, there are social messages. Like bunny cops? Yeah, like bunny cops. Uh, so it's so much better and it's exactly what they need to be uh, you know and it still gets everything across that it needs to get across you know when you're talking about socially or whatever and being conscious gets all that across without it having to be freaking generic and stupid and horribly written and and just all the characters being symbolic rather than real right. then you've got the little poop cricket i was gonna say that essay <gasps> oh my gosh it's, it's, it's <laughs> the zelda talk yeah <laughs> it wreaks havoc on your language but yeah the the cricket he yeah he does some he has some real personality uh, mm-hmm. when he's going through because yeah he annoys and and causes problems multiple times mm-hmm. he helps Mushu with stuff he, he's trying to be helpful and he, he gets in the way and I did find it funny when he was, and I know that I'm, I just, that when he was writing the letter and he's like, please come to the front line. And he's so proud of himself. He's like, yeah, I did that. I wrote that. Yeah. Like little things like that. That just, I mean, that spoke to his personality as a cricket. Right. And it doesn't have any, uh, like, it's not specifically necessitated by plot. You mm-hmm. know, it's not some explicit character thing generic character thing that's being put across it's just a matter of character you Mm -hmm. know it's just a matter of establishing something other than what you just basically expect from a character you know so yeah uh, i mean i think i give it to mulan pretty clearly and it's easy yeah (laughs) what do you think i would also give it to mulan bias it's possible (laughs) storyline plots big hero six some contrivances um, some other great stuff. My favorite aspects of the plot that he he bangs his toe and says "ow" and it, it gets the thing up. You know, yeah. after his, his "ow," mother- <laughs> what <laughs> did you do that on purpose, <laughs> you, buddy? You are. <laughs> that was pretty funny though. Uh- <laughs> but anyway. 
come over here. Don't be weird down there. <laughs> come over here. Oh, we don't have listening. a Baymax right. buddy, so he cannot <laughs> come popping up. But yeah, so that that was a good little setup. I, all the stuff about the villain, like it just annoyed me because there were aspects of the plot that didn't make a whole lot of sense. You know that he's got to steal a whole bunch of mini robots to get revenge on this guy. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. And and I mean, how did he know? I mean, he's been plotting this revenge for how long now? I don't right. Know. We don't know the how, timeline. But how did yeah. he know that this microbot thing was going to be created? So right. That- so he finally has his chance. Yeah. It's like, what? Uh, or even if he hadn't been planning it, why him surviving that thing with the microbots? Why was that the impetus for him to finally get his revenge on the guy? Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, it's really goofy. And there are other things like bringing the portal to the thing. Is Why did he need to do that? Do that? Why didn't he just send it as microbots? How do you do that? How do you do that? Save it up. Yeah. <laughs> But he could have just destroyed the building with his microbots. Why did he need to do yeah. any portal-related stuff? Uh, I mean, somebody could say that it was because it's related to his daughter or something. You know, it's like, I want to suck up your building because yeah. that's where my daughter is or something. But uh, Maybe he just wanted her to go to college. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, is that what it is? <laughs> Suck the whole building up so she can go? Yeah. Like, gotta send in some teachers. Yeah. And- <laughs> Maybe that's the, that was the whole thing. I don't know about that. And then, like, at the end, you missed it but when they were flying and they dodge all the debris right until the end and then they're just not paying attention anymore and this giant one that they didn't notice somehow hits them just enough to break his boosters and all that stuff it's a whole bunch of contrived nonsense and so that annoyed me and there are things that just are unnecessary like that guy having a super awesome expensive house and it's like why what's the point of that what do you think buddy <laughs> Is the door open? They can get in there to go to bed, right? I think so. They're just being weird. Yeah. What do you think about Big Hero 6's plot storyline? I don't feel like I have enough information. To, I mean, I only have what you have told me. Yeah. I didn't see enough of it, I don't think, to actually make a... Yeah. <laughs> make a... Decision. Oh, all right. So then Mulan. Thoughts on Mulan's plot? For the most part... It's pretty straightforward. Like, you know, it's... Straightforward meaning well-structured? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it brings in a lot of the Chinese traditions and customs, and those kind of help to move the plot along. So they're not really contrived for why she has to be the one that goes. and Right. There, and there are multiple things that are custom-dependent. Yeah. And they don't seem... They're not, like, shoehorned in. They're, there are things that have consequences, you mm-hmm. know, and that they're already set up and they have consequences later. So, yeah. Yeah. There are a few contrived things. Like I said, the cart with the horse. and Right. It couldn't have happened. And that they, they happened and not fall off the cliff like the rest of the Huns did. And- right. And I don't like the end part yeah. of the end battle. I think that's contrived. Is there any historical basis in this? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember who got past the wall or who didn't or whatever else. Or if a girl dressed up as a guy to infiltrate the army. I don't know. But, so what? You pick one? Which one do you pick? I don't, like I said, I don't think I have enough. You're going to abstain for the first time ever? I think so. So I can pick whatever I want? Uh-huh. And that wins this category? Uh-huh. So I guess we have to do that for all the other categories then because you miss so much of the movie. No, because the rest of the movie, I could talk about story or I could talk about characters and uh, oh, yeah. animation oh, and song yeah? and memorability. Uh-huh. All right. I could talk about those things. <laughs> the story is continuity there. Uh-huh. Well, I pick Mulan. I think 
that one's pretty easy too. I just it's really well put together. It's well balanced. It's everything's clean and makes sense. The only thing that is contrived that I feel like is is the end. So, but in Big Hero Six, there are a lot of big contrived plot points. So abstain for the first time ever. Music, Big Hero Six. Is it Imagine Dragons? Is that who does their song? Is that what it was? I think so. Yeah, I think it was fine. Uh, I didn't really. I feel like the song actually does pump me up. It does? Yeah. I'm a big fan. (laughs) All right. So that wins then? No. Oh, okay. Because I I was wondering, was the song written for the movie or did they just pick? I don't know. We can give it credit for it though because I feel like it's not going to overcome all of the music. Yeah. All of it hands down. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I sing at least one of them on a maybe even a weekly basis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a, I like the reflection one. The montage one's awesome. The one where they're talking about a girl with fighting for, mm-hmm. that one's really good. So I think that's enough. Yeah. Just gets it some Mulan. Yeah. All right. Even though you should have to abstain. I mean, if we had introduced this early abstention, that would have been pretty... I mean, half the movies, you would have to abstain yeah. from it. So. I may have also, because of my biases, wanted yeah, to not. You? Yeah. Uh, memorability. Are you making noises? Uh-huh. I think I actually will remember a lot from Big Hero 6. Yeah. And now that I, I watched it and paid attention to it. Like I said, the villain, the actual, the robot himself, even the look of the protagonist, mm-hmm. even if not his personality, that moment when the thing goes crazy and he wants it to kill him. And I'll remember all that stuff and the last whole sequence. And yeah, I think there's a lot. I'll remember. You remember anything? And I'll- when he's being goofy, like the goofy stuff where he he sucks like he's like knock down the door and, and he sucks at it yeah i'll remember all that i remember the robot yeah the robot yeah yeah that's about it probably i feel like there are things in there that had the potential to like permeate culture like nobody talks about microbots why why not yeah, no, because they're pretty awesome and yeah nobody talks about anything nobody does that thing or whatever he does with his hand when they do that what what I explode it all the time. But you make that noise? No, I go... Yeah, exactly. And that was already established. That's what it's playing off of in the movie. I see. Sometimes Uh, I do jellyfish. Okay, just... That's enough of that. Uh, So there's no... I don't know. Nothing permeated culture. We didn't say anything. You didn't even know it was Disney. You thought it was Pixar. Yeah. Didn't ya? I did. And I didn't know. Um, And there's nothing at Disneyland... From Big Hero Six, right? You can meet them. You can meet Baymax at Disney World. Disney World, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. But yeah, so not a whole lot. But there's no Mulan at. There's no Mulan at anything at Disneyland, right? Um, no. You can meet her. Oh, you can. Mm-hmm. We didn't meet Mulan. No, because we met a horrible impression of the Little Mermaid instead. Oh yeah, she wasn't great. Because that remember on the sign it said Cinderella, Snow White, and friend. Oh really? And so yeah. <laughs> but Cinderella and Tinkerbell were awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no Mulan stuff. But what about Mulan when it comes to memorability? Like I said, I've heard not only maybe it's just me, but I'm pretty sure I've heard other people say, "Let's get down to business." I've heard a lot. Yeah. <laughs> So that's definitely, I know that the Reflection song was a pop song for a while, just like the Imagination Dragon one was a radio hit too. Imagination so. Dragon? Yeah, I know. I <laughs> All right. I just got that's their formal name. <laughs> <laughs> We're Imagination Dragon, but our friends call us Imagine Dragons. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, Puff the magic <laughs> dragon. Uh, I definitely, I don't know, just personally, there's a whole bunch of memorable, like that, the images, bunch of the images, her getting mm-hmm. the thing, even her bathing and all the men jumping in and right. Mushu doing a bunch of stuff, the little cricket guy doing a bunch of stuff, her horse even, the, the panda. Avalanche. Avalanche, yeah. Uh, just the villain in this, mm-hmm. uh, how awesome they were when he like hands them the doll and his yeah. three people were like, oh, this smells like soul. And here's a little, you know, from a particular kind of horse. And that was awesome. Yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. And you liked it when he said, how many people does it take to deliver a message? And they're like, one. (laughs) He shot the other guy. Yeah. That was awesome. And yeah, all like the beginning harped on it already a whole bunch, but, um, or lauded it already a whole bunch, but the, the sequence where she's getting the armor and, and mm-hmm. her father's collapsing and, and all that stuff. It's yeah. just excellent sequence. So a whole bunch of stuff. Hmm. 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 I actually like Big Hero 6. Like, there are a lot of things I really like about it. Yeah. And uh, in talking about it, I think I I like more. Like, I wouldn't mind watching that again. Yeah. You know? Uh, so. Because you really seemed like you hated it. Yeah. Did I? <laughs> I was talking about when a movie has a bunch of potential, but they squander it in certain aspects, but do other things really well. Mm-hmm. That drives me crazy more than anything. If it's just a bad movie, it's a bad movie. And we can yeah. get rid of it. Like Sword in the Stone or something. Well, not Sword in the Stone. What's the other one? Okay. Sword in the Swan wasn't horrible. Yeah, Finding Dory or what's that? Other? Black Cauldron. Yeah. That's the one where it's just like, this is horrible. I hate this stupid thing. Uh, and I didn't care so much because all of it was horrible. But when it has like the robot and other stuff, uh, not doing the robot, <laughs> In what it has is Baymax and uh, other stuff that's excellent, then it really bothers me that the other stuff was bad. Yeah. The writing was bad and the structure and all that stuff. Also, I just really wanted his name to be Beta Max because then it would be like he, it's his second Max that he made. Yeah, maybe okay. it's short for Beta Max. Just like Imagine Dragons is short for Imagination Dragon. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so for memorability, I think Mulan gets it but you agree i agree are you yawning yeah because it's late Uh uh-huh so that would mean that even with all of our weirdness (laughs) throughout it with a draw in the beginning and an abstention uh that means mulan mulan wins yeah and big hero six goes to the loser's bracket yeah yeah Mm -hmm. all right what's next you know i'll check don't move it is not coco and monsters university it is not rather something in the dinosaur what something in the dinosaur yeah. Oh, like the good. Stop it. Stop moving. You're going to make it. It's going to come up on the. You already did it. Oh, it's. No, the next one is Coco at Monsters University. That's the, not the next one we're going to watch. The next one well, we're going to watch are Dumbo and the Good Dinosaur. Well, fine. But for people oh, who are right. listening, it's just next. <laughs> next is Coco and All Monsters right. University. Uh, but then after that, Dumbo and the Good Dinosaur. I haven't seen Dumbo in decades. And I've never seen the Good Dinosaur. What about you? Agreed. Same thing? Same. Not agreed because you just agree that I was. <laughs> that <laughs> that I, you did it. Yeah, I hadn't seen him. So same thing. You haven't yeah. seen Dumbo in a long time. Correct. And Dumbo has a live action one coming out soon. I know. It made me cry, remember? Crazy. Goose chill. So is that it? Yes. Mulan wins? Yes. Moving on? Yes. Are you sign languaging me? Yes. Okay. 